Hey everyone, you're listening to the Artist Chronicles podcast from the Institute for Arts Integration and STEAM, and this is episode 9. Each week we will highlight an artist. It could be a visual artist, a dancer, an actor or actress, or a singer, but we aren't going to tell you their name. Throughout the podcast, it's your job to listen and to try to figure out who we're talking about. I'm your host, Michelle, and I'm excited to be with you today. Are you ready? Let's go. Our story begins in a one-room cabin on a cold January night in the Appalachian Mountains where a little baby girl was born. Her young parents were so poor They could only afford to pay the doctor who delivered the baby girl with a bag of cornmeal. As the baby girl grew up, the family kept growing, and eventually they moved out of the run-room house to a farm in a nearby community. She loved to play on the farm and in the surrounding woods as a child. She was exposed to music from the very beginning by her mother, who loved to sing and play the guitar. The little girl was always picking up one of her family's instruments and playing around on it, but the guitar was always her favorite. When she got a little older, the girl loved attending church with her family because her grandfather was a preacher and because she could sing her heart out. She began performing at church at age six even teaching herself how to play guitar on one she had made herself out of a mandolin and two bass guitar strings. When she was eight, her uncle gave the little girl her first real one, a little Martin guitar. The little girl treasured it. The performances continued, and they soon began to include singing on local radio stations and TV shows. She moved on from local access shows to regional shows, and by the time she was 13, she appeared at the Grand Ole Opry with her uncle. They filled in for another act who wasn't able to perform that night, even being introduced by Johnny Cash himself. The young girl sang a song by George Jones and recalled, As I heard the band play my introduction, I lifted my head and looked up towards the lights. I smiled at the people in the balcony and then let her rip. She received three encores that night. As she was leaving the Grand Ole Opry, Johnny Cash stopped her and encouraged her to follow her dreams of performing. She took his words very seriously. The day after she graduated from high school, the young woman moved to Nashville. Her first successes came in the form of songwriting with artists like Bill Phillips, Skeeter Davis, Kitty Wells, and Hank William Jr. recording some of her songs. At 19, she was signed by Monument Records, who pitched her as a bubblegum pop singer. Though she released many singles, the only one that charted did not even crack the Billboard Hot 100. The young woman begged for the executives to allow her to sing the kind of music she grew up singing, but they refused, saying that her voice was too unique and not suited to that genre. 
After Bill Phillips' recording of her song climbed to number six on the country music charts, Monument Records allowed the young woman to record the genre that she had been in love with from the beginning, country. Her first single hit 24 on the charts in 1967, and her next release achieved number 17, and her successes caught the eye of another name in country music, who had a syndicated TV show and was looking for a female talent to replace one of the performers on his show who had gotten married and left. The young woman joined the cast and was excited to take on this new challenge. Through repeated appearances on this television show, she had made a name for herself from coast to coast. After a time, the musician convinced his label to sign this new talent, and not long after, her first single, a duet with the country musician, was released and hit the top ten on the country charts. This led to a years-long streak of continuous top ten singles for both the musician and the young woman. Things weren't all sunshine and roses for her, though. Despite her continued successes with duets, her solo records were largely ignored, and she was unable to crack into the solo charts. At the country musician's insistence, she recorded a song called Mule Skinner Blues, and it is a good thing she did. It shot to number three on the charts, followed by a string of eight more chart toppers over the next few years. By the 1980s, this musician expanded her talents and began to enjoy success in Hollywood, appearing in four major motion pictures and earning Grammy Awards for Best Female Country Vocal Performance and Best Country Song, as well as Golden Globe nominations and an Academy Award nomination. From the success of just one of those movies, this woman from the hills of Tennessee was named top female box office star in both 1981 and 1982. Over her career, she earned 11 Grammys, 3 American Music Awards, 10 Country Music Association Awards, including their highest honor, Entertainer of the Year. She's been nominated for two Academy Awards, an Emmy Award, and in 1984, she was awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for her music. She never forgot her roots. In the area where this amazing woman grew up, many people never learned to read, even her own father. It was because of her father that she began a charity focused on literacy in the mid-1980s that sends books to children from birth until they enter school. The foundation has sent out over 100 million books, and they're still going. That's not all the philanthropy she has undertaken. She has pledged money to local hospitals, allowed her music to be used in a PETA campaign encouraging pet owners to allow their dogs indoors instead of chained up outside, performed in telethons to raise money for victims of the 2016 Great Smoky Mountain wildfires, and donated funds towards research at the Vanderbilt University School of Medicine in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Can you figure out who this talented and generous woman is? 
It's Dolly Parton. Did you know that her song, I Will Always Love You, was written about her professional break from Porter Wagner? That's the man whose television show gave her her first big break. Later on, Dolly found an old cassette tape of a songwriting session in which she composed both I Will Always Love You and her breakout hit Jolene during the same session. In an interview later on, she said, Buddy, that was a good night. And we would agree. This has been a production by the Institute for Arts Integration and STEAM. Teachers, for additional lessons and downloads that correspond to this lesson, please check out more information at artsintegration.com forward slash accelerator.